we jump into it, we're going to recap real quick the last few weeks, okay? So week one of the study of the book of James was Pastor Peter. He talked about the difference between a test and a temptation, if you remember. You know, a test is when someone wants you to actually pass the thing. And a temptation is when someone wants you to fail. Then the second week, Dr. Crystal spoke about, do you show favoritism to the ones you prefer, or do you look for what God prefers? And is your faith demonstrated by your good works or just by your words? Then last week, Bishop Robinson was fantastic, and he said that our resistance to the darkness represents the light, and that salvation is free, but discipleship is very costly. So today, we're going to be looking at having great faith and faithful prayer and how faith precedes miracles. But before we can do anything in the spirit, I want us to pray and repent so that our hearts and minds are set right with God. So if you can, real quick with us, just close your eyes, bow your heads, everyone at home, do the same, please. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to come and receive from you. Thank you for a chance to worship you. Lord, we just want to ask your forgiveness. Father, forgive us. If there's anything that we have forgotten to bring to you, we ask that you forgive us. Lord, if there's anyone that we've been withholding forgiveness from, we forgive them right now. We do not want anything to separate us from your spirit. Forgive us, Lord. And we ask this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Amen. Good. Let's get started. James. Someone click that for me. James chapter 5. Gianni, I broke this. Can someone in the room click the slide for me? James chapter 5, the prayer of faith. There we are. If anyone among you, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of Jesus. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So, real quick, we want to look at a couple different types of faith. There's many different types And it's working. Here we go. I got it. Thank you, room, whoever's at the computer. <clears throat> Many different kinds of faith. So let's look at them right now. There's faith, simple faith, right? Faith that your chair won't break when you sit in it. I'm at the, the stage in my life where I'm looking at them and I don't always trust them, but that does take faith. There's faith that gets you saved, right? Faith in the miracle that is salvation. There's general faith in whatever appears real to you. Like you have faith that what you see is actually real. There's faith that God is real, and there's great faith. With that being said, we're going to talk about great faith today. So I want to, to just showcase a few stories in the Bible where people of great faith experienced healing. And before I do that, I want you to notice what Jesus says to each person right after they receive their healing. I want you to notice what he says to them. 
The first story is the woman with the blood issue, bleeding for 12 years. And Mark, right after she touched him and received her healing, Jesus said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Second story was the blind man in Mark 10, right after he received his healing, Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. And then we have the 10 lepers in Luke 17, right after they received their healing, Jesus said, rise and go, your faith has made you well. And then we have the centurion's servant in Matthew 8, right after the healing happened, Jesus said, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. How amazing. We know that we serve a wonder-working, miracle God, but what does he mention? He mentions their faith has healed them. That not only do they know that they serve a wonder-working, miracle God, but they know that so much that their faith of healing, they already expected it even before they got it. They knew if I could touch him, if I could see him, I will be healed. And that's what Jesus recognizes. We need to take notice of that. So now I want you to think, what does great faith look like in us? It looks like trusting in God's timing, expecting the miraculous. This is what takes our faith and makes it great faith. It's not only faith in the miraculous power of God, but faith in the will and the timing of God. That's hard. Knowing that God is miraculous, but still trusting in his will when we don't understand it, that he is sovereign and he doesn't owe me an explanation. The faith that we're talking about, great faith, is something other than general faith or saving faith. It's supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit whereby a believer is empowered with great faith or wonder-working faith. That's amazing. I want that faith. I don't want to just experience it once, but I want to walk in that. I want to trust in his will and timing. So I want y'all to be encouraged today. This is the kind of faith that we need. This is the faith right now that you need to move those mountains, those obstructions in your life that you have come in here with, those things that are heavy on your shoulders. You need the wonder-working faith in your life. You need to be the person that Jesus heals you and he says, it's because of your faith that you're healed. That's what we need today. So let's look. According to the model prayer that Jesus gave his disciples, that's something good for us to look at because they did many miracles. They had great faith. So according to that, in Matthew 6, this is what it says. We are to pray for God's will to be done. It does not say, if it is your will, and then it stops there. There is a comma there, not a period. The prayer is that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to see things that are in heaven come to earth. I know, I should just let her read the rest of the notes. Feeling a little inadequate right now. I'm a big, strong man. I'm fine. When we pray a prayer of faith, we are praying for God's will, for how things are in heaven to be done on earth. 
And we've all said it, but I don't know if we've really stopped to think about what that actually entails. Like this is where a clear revelation of the kingdom is very important. Is there sickness in heaven? No. Is there any lack of any kind in heaven? No. Are there any unsaved in heaven? No. We must have faith to believe that God wants his will for our health, our prosperity, our full salvation to not only be when we go to heaven, but when we're here on this earth. It is for his glory. Because when people see that God's people, you, the church here, that we have his ear and he is answering our prayers, it is a testimony to him that people are drawn to God when they see that through his witnesses, us here, that he is a God who hears and cares and listens and acts, that he is a God who keeps his word. So when you think of great faith and, and faithful prayer, doesn't it seem like it's usually followed by miracles? Like that seems to be the progression in scripture that I've seen. So I wanna do a quick, script, uh, quick experiment. <clears throat> I'm gonna ask a certain group of you to stand for a second. Uh, so go ahead and get the stuff off your laps, whether it be children, yes, there you go. Pe- any people, uh, clear your laps, get ready to stand up, okay? So this goes for you at home too, and if you're unable to stand, then just raise a hand with us. So just to give some perspective on if God still does miracles or not, if you have personally experienced a miracle like in your own person or you have been present to see a miracle, that is a healing, a deliverance, someone kept from death or harm, I want you to stand up. Be bold, stand up. Look at this. Look around. These are people in this church body that have personally experienced a miracle. And people wonder if miracles still happen. I say they do. Look around. They still happen. And not like, not like it's a miracle I found a parking spot, right? Like actual miracles. You can take a seat. Thank you so much. Incredible. Living in light is living a life of the miraculous. This looks like forgiveness, fervent prayer, relentless faith, seeing the miraculous. That is what living a life in the light looks like. Yes, and we need to keep asking for healing and miracles. And just because we don't see them right away, it doesn't mean we stop asking. James 4.2 says, you do not have because you do not ask God. Some of you are sitting here right now and you're like, that's good for you. I believe, but I don't feel like I have great faith. I believe that can happen, but I don't see that happening in me. How can we look for opportunities today to have great faith? We have to put ourselves out there. You need to go places. You need to experience these things by putting yourself with other people. Don't wonder why you haven't seen anything, why you haven't experienced a miracle, when you've never told anybody that you believe that the name of Christ has power and it heals. You can't wonder why you don't experience it if God doesn't have a need to do a miracle around you or in you. So how can we do more to receive and be people that experience miracles? 
We need to get involved in people's lives. That's why we have small groups. That's why we meet together. That's why we don't just meet on Sundays, but we meet throughout the week. That's why we have so many bands and we have so many text threads and we have so many. Get involved. You need to be asking for prayer. You need to be saying, can I pray for you? You need to be involved with people. Psalms 34, 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. So go be near those people. God said he's near them. You go be near them. If they're crushed in spirit, you go be near them. If you don't know how to pray, we have an entire book of truth to speak out loud. If you don't know what to pray, find a verse and speak it out loud. Please keep on being involved with people. So I want to stop right here for a second and look at another group of people. As we are a church, and a lot of us have been saved for a long time, when we're talking about the miraculous and faith and prayer and faithful prayer, there is another group of us. Probably those who have been saved for a long, long time. And when we read James, verse 16 said, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. But we know that from Romans, right, that none of us can be righteous in our own power. Our righteousness comes when we have faith, when we forgive, when we receive forgiveness. Then we're able to partake in his righteousness. You know that though, right? Like you've been here a long time and you probably forgive other people often. But I think some of us need to forgive God. And I want to tell you why. Because if you're really honest, Sometimes hearing of a miracle can make you jealous. Or a little angry at God for not doing the miracle that you felt he should have. Seeing others around us being healed every time. But my kid isn't. I still live with this thing. Most people think it's hard to believe in miracles when you haven't ever seen one. And I'm telling you, it is much harder when you believe with all of your heart that he can and to not question why he doesn't. Do not question the will of God. That is a surefire way to not see miracles in your life when you question the will of God. So I have a quick story. This is a silly story. So I had eczema as a little girl all growing up, and I wanted healing, and I believed with my entire heart that I was going to be healed. And so I went, and I got prayed for, and I was like, thank you, Lord, you have healed me. I went home. I threw away these really expensive shampoo bottles. I put them in the trash. It was trash day the next day, and I was like, see ya. I am healed. The very next day, who woke up even itchier than before? Me, with no shampoo bottle. And then that was discontinued. I was like, well, does that mean... I stopped praying. I stopped believing. I never put myself out there because I'm like, well, I guess God doesn't want to listen to me. He doesn't heal me. He's not going to work in me. No. Did I feel a little silly? And did I not want to share this story right away? Absolutely. But I'm sharing it now because now I have a perspective that you need to keep praying. Just because something isn't healed right away, you don't have this quick fix, does not mean that God isn't working in your life. A lot of times people are looking to see how are you talking to God when you're struggling or when you're asking for prayer. Maybe you're tired of asking for the same thing in your small group. 
I'm still, I'm still asking for healing. I am still going through this thing, but I want you to pray for me. Don't stop asking. They need to see that you are still trusting in God's timing and that you still believe that you are serving a wonder-working God. So now we have our son, Cole. He's our middle child. He has asthma, he's allergic to peanuts, and he has severe allergies. For over five years, he has struggled with asthma. And not just like, oh, he has a little bit trouble breathing and a, a, a sniffly nose. We have gone in and out of ERs for over five years, in the middle of the night. Can you imagine waking up to a child going, <gasps> that's the sound that we have heard for over five years, ripping him out of bed, trying to turn on the shower, seeing if we need to run to the hospital, praying with all of our might, praying harder than we've ever prayed before, Lord, open his lungs. Those are the times where we cried out to God and we believed that he was doing something in him. Were we praying, God, heal him of his asthma right now? No, we're just saying, God, let him breathe. That's a miracle in itself. And I believe that God is teaching us and Cole and his brothers how to pray and how to accept that the Lord is doing something. Even if it's not right away, he is slowly healing him. This is the first year we have not gone to the ER. The pollen is crazy now. This would have been the worst time for Cole. He has not had a croup cough. He has not woken up in the middle of the night gasping for air. Last year we prayed. We do uh, the first month of January. We'll pray and we'll fast for things. Cole wanted to fast video games for his healing of asthma. And Mark said, I'm going to fast with you. I believe that what they did was what brought forth healing to him. Amen. Did I throw out all of his inhalers and his nebulizers and his misters and his backup steroids? Absolutely not. We've got it all. We've got every medicine known to man. If anyone has any breathing trouble, I'm like, we got you. I didn't throw that out. I learned the hard way last time. I threw that shampoo out. I ain't doing that with my kid. But I believe that God is teaching something to us. He's teaching something to Cole. At seven years old, Cole will know how to pray and still believe that God is healing him. And that he won't be fearful that when he gets a bad cold, that he won't be able to breathe because he knows that God comes through, that God gives him breath, that God can open his lungs. John 9, 1 through 5 says, As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man, his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. I love that part. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed. That Cole's asthma, he will not be known for ER visits. He will not be known for his inhaler. He's going to be known for having persistent faith and prayer. That's what he's going to be known for. This is setting him up to be a strong father. 
that when his kids have a struggle, he'll say, we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep believing. We show our patience and our perseverance with our consistent prayers, prayers for healing, prayers for family salvation, despite the timeline. If there is anyone here that needs healing or needs a miracle, keep believing, keep praying, keep offering that prayer request. Don't be ashamed. Don't think they're going to think less of me. I'm still struggling with this or my prayer is not powerful enough. Keep offering prayer. Just like in Mark 5, 25 through 34, the woman with the blood issue had been bleeding for 12 years. Right after she was healed, daughter, your faith has healed you. Be that person that when you receive your healing, whether it's 12 years of a slow healing, that God would say, your faith has healed you. Do not give up on miracles. Don't give up. So that the works of God might be displayed in you. There are some of us who might be in this exact situation as this man from John. But you have not kept the faith. And you have not continued praying for miracle. And so... So this, this work of God that was intended to be displayed is now just something you have to live with. And I'm telling you, that does not have to be your story. That does not have to be your legacy. And there are people in this room right now that the moment that we started speaking, God revealed something to you. And so, if everyone would stand with us, you know Hope and I, we had to, had to have the worship team come back out and do the heavy lifting for us. Do not give up on your miracle. So we're going to do a time of ministry. And we're going to ask for those of you who like, very strongly knew that you need a miracle. That there is someone in your life that needs a miracle. And that you have the faith to pray for them. You need a breakthrough. I need you to come down front. Have you seen miracles in others and it's almost annoying? Then you need to come down front. Show the faith that has risen up in you because we have a wonder-working God. If you can't be bold in this setting, it's going to be harder to get it out there. I promise you. Now here's what we're going to do. We obviously pray for you all the time. But earlier, we saw nearly every person stand that saw a miracle. And so those of you who have seen a miracle and have faith that God will do more, you come pray for these people who need a miracle. Be bold in your faith. Come down front. Find someone to pray for. Use the faith that God rose up in you by seeing a miracle done. This is not just for leadership. This is for everyone in this crowd who has seen a miracle. Come raise, help to raise the faith of a brother and sister. Move forward, please. There's plenty of space down here. I want everyone, if you need a miracle, if you are believing for that thing, I want you to raise your hand so we be sure that somebody partners up with you. 
There are hands down here. For those of you who have faith, yes, Caden, I love it. You kids who've seen, who have the faith, who've avoided the disappointment of this life, come forward and pray. There's hands raised down here. I want everybody to have somebody. We're going to pray for one another and believe. Believe that they will see the breakthrough and the healing that you saw. Believe that God will do the same thing in you. So we're going to play this song. Brandon's going to lead us in this song, and I want you to worship. Come on forward. There's still room down front. Come on, move forward so everybody gets time to pray with someone. It is not too late to come forward. You did not miss your opportunity. If you need a miracle, come forward. Good. Begin praying with whoever you're with, and we're going to worship.